A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast. My name is Emmett Mann. Rate, review, subscribe on your podcast platforms and on YouTube. Like, subscribe there as well. And also subscribe and like this video because, hey, I mean, we're in trade season now. OG Ananobi seems like he's going to be on the market at the very least. How much? How much are the Raptors going to be entertaining offers? How lucrative do they have to be for him to actually be traded somewhere? Well, we're all curious, but... Here to talk to me about the Pelicans and what they could offer and their interest in OG Ananobi, Christian Clark of NOAA.com and co-host of the From the Wing pod. How are you, sir? Hey, man, I'm doing pretty well. The trade winds are blowing. Uh, OG uh-huh. Ananobi, kind of at the middle of it all, I think. Uh, so many teams want this guy, including New Orleans, I think. Yeah, I mean, the Raptors are in the middle of all of it, kind of, with Gary Trent Jr., Fred Van Vliet. Everyone's curious. What are they going to do? It's like one of those things where all of a sudden, you know, things don't work out with a team and a bunch of players that they were hoping would take a next step. And for the Raptors, they just wanted to build off last season. And none of that has happened for reasons that I'm not really sure of. But here we are. So um, let's start with this. Why do you think the Pelicans are interested in OG Ananobi? And what is your level of interest in him being a, a Pelican? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the the limited sample size, we've seen the Pelicans completely healthy. They've rolled out this starting lineup of CJ McCollum, Herb Jones, Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, and Jonas Valanciunas. And, you know, I, I think, like, if if they were to get OG, he kind of slots in at that that Herb Jones spot in the starting lineup when they're completely healthy. And and Willie Green has showed us that, you know, they want to play the switching style of defense. Like, they have, the Pelicans have already kind of collected you know, a bunch of these switchy wings. I think that's one of the reasons they've been surprisingly good on the defensive end this year. You know, they're all the way up to like fifth, sixth, have fallen back a little bit. But yeah, that's a style of play they they want to play defensively. And look, you know, when you when you have Zion as your best player, you just need to put guys around him to protect him defensively, I think. Mm-hmm. Just looking at the stats now, because since Zion has been injured, you guys have went down just a little bit. And also Brandon Ingram, I believe, just got back, right? But he hasn't looked himself. Yeah, he's played uh, three games since since missing 29 in a row with a uh, toe contusion. And how is he looking? <laughs> uh, not great so far. Yeah, it's it's been pretty rough. I mean, he was out for two entire months with that injury. Yeah. So I think they expected, hey, look, this is something that's going to be, it's going to take some time. Um, mm-hmm. But during this nine-gate skid, I mean, they have the worst offense in the NBA, and it's, it's not even close. They're at like 105 Jeez. points per 100 possession, and the next closest <laughs> team is like 109. So it's... I mean, the offense is just completely cratered. You're the worst. That's the Raptors' job. They're supposed to be the worst offense in the league. <laughs> I'm joking. They've been much better of late, actually. They're, they're, I think they're around the middle of the pack over the past oh month or so since they've changed a few things up, but that's not the topic for today. Really, you guys are only a game out of like the top six. So while you have dipped down a little bit, I mean, a couple of healthy bodies, and you're right back into it. OG Ananobi and Jonas Valanciunas rekindling their time in Toronto and becoming teammates again would be kind of fun, I think. For them, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, I was going to ask you, too. I mean, like, do you think the Raptors would want Jonas Valanciunas back in any deal? I mean, they don't really have mm. that traditional center. I mean, I think there's definitely iterations of the deal that, that work without JV, but, I mean, that, that's what, one thing I'm curious about. Like, would the Raptors want him back in that deal? 
Interesting. I haven't really thought about that. I just didn't, it really didn't occur to me that the Raptors would do something like that because he doesn't fit in the sense of being just like a mobile five. And I think they're really committed to that along with their, you know, plethora of tall, rangy forward guard types, which you guys also have many of too. Um, so that's interesting. I mean, the salaries aren't too far off. You might need to make some tweaks here and there, but I mean, OG's at 18 million. Uh, he is going to be, a, he has a player option in 2024, 2025, and then JV is under contract for two more years and he becomes a UFA. That's something to think about. I wonder what the Raptors appetite would be for something like that, but there are other players. I think they would be a lot more interested in, but before we get to that, actually, um, there was a Chris Haynes report that said that, um, when he said on his podcast that, uh, Memphis doesn't want new Orleans to get OG and new Orleans doesn't want Memphis to get OG. What is your take on that? Honestly, I, I think that's pretty accurate. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I really do. I mean, it's hard to call them them rivals, really, because Memphis has just had so much more success. But like, yeah, you know, I, I think they're two young teams that, that both have a lot of talent, you know, obviously uh-huh. very close regionally. I, I, I do think New Orleans is pretty worried that that if Memphis were to get him, oh, man, like, how the heck yeah. are we ever going to beat them? I mean, they're having a lot of trouble uh-huh. doing that as is. Uh, so I, I think what Chris said is is accurate. Are you excited about the the possibility that OG could be a, a Pelican? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's it's all, you know, what is the price is going to be? I mean, I think, yeah. you know, like it, it just seems like there's so, so many buyers and so few sellers. It seems like we're in this market uh-huh. where, you know, teams could potentially overpay for the good guys who become available. Um, so it's all dependent on price. But I mean, the you know, the Pelicans just have so much stuff they can get in on any of these conversations that they want to. I mean, they own all their own picks. They own the Lakers unprotected first in 24. They can be deferred until 25. I would, I would have a hard time envisioning them moving that one just because it's yeah. potentially so valuable. They've also got a 27 Milwaukee bucks first rounder that's unprotected. You know, that, that extends past when Giannis is even signed for. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've just got a lot of like, you know, young players on pretty good contracts like Najee Marshall, Herb yeah. Jones, Jose Alvarado. I mean, I think some of those guys like they don't want to move at all, but yeah, they yeah. Could, they just have the stuff to get it in on many of these conversations. Yeah. There's so many ways in which the Pelicans can make a interesting trade package with their picks, and the only way to say it is like as Twenty One Savage says, they have a lot, a lot, a lot of options, a lot of picks um, from different teams, and you can look at it like. And the Raptors can just try and project, like you're saying, with the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, maybe this team won't be as good in like three or four years. And then you want to grab that pick. And they have a lot of options that they could uh, roll with if they wanted to get those three picks, which is the rumor, right? The Raptors want three first-round picks for OG and Anobi. And after that, I mean, we'll see what happens. But um, as I said on the previous podcast about OG and Anobi being traded, is that it's not entirely clear yet. I mean, what the Raptors, I think, what their, uh, their goal is for the next few seasons. I mean, Scotty Barnes is under contract, obviously. Pascal Siakam is there. Some of that's going to be informed by, you know, is Fred Van Vliet still with the team? Is Gary Trent Jr. still with the team? Um, are they doing like a full-blown rebuild or are they just trying to make a little tweak here and there? Because they, I mean, whatever. I mean, the season hasn't gone according to plan. It's been pretty bad, actually. But I still think there's a good team in there somewhere. They just need to make some changes and find uh, everyone a more sustainable and happy role for them. Um, so, yeah, that's that case. Three-point shooting on the the Pelicans. How are, you, how are you guys doing at that? You're you're okay, not great. Yeah, I mean, they have shot it at a pretty high percentage, especially when Zion or Brandon plays. Um, that's fallen yeah. off a little recently, but they just don't shoot that many of them. And I think, 
you know, definitely there's a sense within the organization that they need more shooting on this roster. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think like Malik Beasley, for instance, is a guy they have some interest in. You know, I think with OG, like, you know, he's got a little catch and shoot in him, but I, I think, you know, the, the chance there to just become so good defensively would be really attractive for them. But yeah, I mean, I, I think like shooting is definitely an area that, that they could improve on. I mean, sure. you know, Zion Williamson, like you, you can't put enough shooting next to that. And no, no. they they probably don't have enough of that. OG's an interesting offensive player. There's flashes of him being pretty good. And then there are times where you're like, what is this guy doing? So is there anything you're curious about from that standpoint on his offensive game? We know he's a decent three-point shooter, but I think he wants to do more and he believes he can. Um, yeah. Open book. Anything you're curious about? Well, that's kind of the whole thing for me. I mean, if he comes to New Orleans, he's the fourth banana offensively. You know, yeah. the, the pecking orders, Zion and then Brandon and CJ and then OG. Um, is he going to be happy? Like mm. living life like that and and you know, taking the fourth most shots probably and, and just being a guy who you guard the best player on the other team every single night and you know, we're going to play you a ton of minutes and yeah. run you into the ground that way. Like, I just don't know what he wants out of his role on a new team. That would be a, a huge question for me. The past few days, there has been, you know, reports from assorted Raptors media and they're, you know, they're checking on OG. Michael Grange talked to him on the road trip and, you know, he asked him, are you happy in Toronto? And he's like, yeah, I'm happy. Um, and then Kayla Gray uh, with TSN, she also you know, followed up because OG, he's cryptic, but not on purpose with some of his comments. And he's just got that personality about him. And uh, she reaffirmed that he says that he is happy in Toronto. But then, you know, today comes around and Chris Haynes says that it's not that he's not happy. It's just that he wants a change of scenery, um, which can be understandable for someone at his age. He's been in Toronto for multiple years now. Maybe just wants to change it up a little bit and see some different faces, um, see a different crowd and just move on to a new phase of his NBA career. I can understand that. And I mean, I said this on the previous one that the Raptors don't have to trade OG Ananobi because he is under contract for this season and he has a player option after next season. So the price has to be probably, I would imagine, pretty good, um, pretty high to get this person who is one of the best wing stoppers in the NBA, um, one of the best at his role. So that's kind of where it is for him is how much does he really want to leave Toronto? Like, is it he wants to get out very badly? Is he okay spending the rest of the season and also next season in Toronto and then making a, a decision? Like it's no one really knows. We're we're told that he's okay, but we're gonna find out over the next few days. And the Pelicans, I mean, the trade packages that they could offer, like I've said it once, said it twice, man. It's really, really, really intriguing. Um, if the Raptors are also just trying to rebuild and retool their team because Things didn't go the way that they wanted this season. And there are just some things that they just have to fix in the margins. It's rim protection. They need that. They need three-point shooting. They could use some depth. And those are all areas that the Pelicans can help with. So trade ideas, trade packages. Um, what do you think? What are you willing to offer for OG and Anobi? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty interesting. I mean, we talked a little bit earlier, you know, would they want Jonas Valanciunas? I think there's some you could put together, you know, yeah. with him in there, like, Jonas Valanciunas, you know, like Najee Marshall. And Mm. then you can talk about some picks maybe. I think you could go in a different direction. I mean, the Pelicans, they want to get off of Jackson Hayes and Devontae Graham's money. You know, Jackson Hayes and Devontae Graham is kind of your your ways to match that salary. Mm. Um, And you've got picks. And I think a potential sticking point is, well, do they want a Herb Jones? Do they want a Najee Marshall? Like one of these wings 
who's on a very good contract? Probably yeah. yes, right? And I think New Orleans will probably fight them on that. And I don't, I honestly, I don't know if they'll go there by like deadline day. Um, yeah. I don't know, you know, but I think that's going to be the conversations as we get closer. Like is well, is New Orleans willing to put a, a Herb Jones, Najee Marshall on the table with, you know, the ways they can match salary plus the picks or pay Jackson, Jackson Hayes. What's been his deal this season? Yeah. I mean, he, I think he had the best season of his career last year when Zion was hurt. They started him at power forward next to Jonas Valanciunas. They actually had a little bit of success mm-hmm. playing big ball. I mean, athletically, Jackson is a freak. Like, you know, in the yes. top 0.1% of NBA athletes, I think mm-hmm. it's kind of between the ears for him. I mean, he he hasn't really shown he can be a defensive anchor, not a very good defensive rebounder, um, not a great shot blocker, just not a great understanding of positioning. Like he just doesn't yeah. know where to be on the floor a lot of the time. I mean, I think the basketball IQ has a, has a long ways to go. And he was kind of a late bloomer guy. He didn't start like ser- taking basketball seriously until the end of high school. He went to Texas and had this one year and all of a sudden he's the eighth pick. It was like, well, it would, probably would have benefited you to like do three or four years of college. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I think like there's a lot of potential there for sure, but he just hasn't put it together. And the Raptors love themselves a development project. And uh, when he has the raw tools that he has, um, that screams a player that the Raptors would want to be taking a chance on. 6'11", what, 220 with that kind of uh, athleticism and speed. And the rim protection may not be there yet, um, but maybe they can can help him harness that and become like a serviceable, you know, rim protector in the future. What about Trey Murphy and Dyson Daniels? I would be pretty surprised if the Pelicans put either of them on really? the table. Really? Those are who uh, I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, like they, we talked earlier, like they just, they don't have enough shooting. Well, Trey Murphy's the best shooter on the team right now. Um, That one would yeah. shock me. And, you know, Dyson, like he's on this rookie deal for three more years. And, and in, mm-hmm. you know, New Orleans, like this is a franchise that's never paid the luxury tax. And they're trying to put, you know, good young talent around three guys who are already expensive are going to be very expensive in Zion Williamson, C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram. Yeah. So I would, I would be pretty shocked if, if either of those were, were sent out at the, either of those guys were sent out this year's trade deadline. All right. So then, but with the core that you have Zion, Brandon Ingram, C.J. McCollum, um, they're under contract for a few more years, obviously, but uh I mean, there is a bit of a, a ticking time bomb here that you, if you want to capitalize on this in the Western Conference, Eastern Conference, the whole NBA is so competitive right now. Um, and if it comes down to it and Memphis is like, we're going to get them unless you put one of them in or the Raptors say that, um, I mean, do you, do you pull the trigger? Would you? Um, I mean, my, my sense is the Pelicans would not, I don't, I don't think yeah. I just, I really have a hard time seeing them putting mm-hmm. Dyson or Trey in a deal. Um, but I, I can't rule it out completely because, I mean, you're right. There is there is some urgency. Like, you know, after this year, you've got B.I. under contract for two more seasons, C.J. for three, and then Zion's max is going to kick in. But you essentially have a two-year yeah. window where there are all three of those guys are under contract. And it's like you might want to just push some chips in and, and kind of, you know, go for it. And if it doesn't work out, you know, you still got Zion, like retool mm-hmm. around that. But I, it seems unlikely to me. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, but I, I just can't completely rule it out. Sure. How do you think he fits uh, alongside CJ and Zion and Brandon Ingram? You touched on it a little bit earlier, but you know, like getting into the specifics, like how do you see OG um, fitting alongside them um, and accepting, you know, or being a whatever role that is needed on this team? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it would be a really nice fit as, as long as you know he's not OG's not going into the situation expecting to be the guy who takes the second most shots or anything like that. I mean, it's going to be. Fourth, a lot of catching fifth, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's gonna be a lot of catch and shoot yeah. stuff for him. I mean, it's gonna be a lot of you're attacking to close that off a straight line drive. And uh, uh -huh. I really hope you're you're willing to defend, and he has been so far in his career, obviously. Um, but that's what we're gonna need it. That's what they're gonna need him to do. I mean, that's kind of the role Herb Jones fills now. Like Herb Jones right. every single night is guarding the other team's best perimeter player, and that's what they want OG to do. Like he I mean, basically be a dirty work guy. Hmm. You don't think we're having this conversation if Herb Jones has a better three-point shot, right? Oh, man. I mean, it, that's that's been one of the kind of stories of the Pelican season. I mean, yeah. like last year, league average, you know, like 34, 35. Um, didn't take it at a great volume, but it like, could keep defenses honest. And that has <laughs> just really fallen off this year. You know, he's he's been injured here and there, but the three-point shot has really declined. And you know, obviously he struggled to shoot it in college, and I'm kind of wondering, well, which one is real, right? Was was Herb, is he going to be the player he was rookie on the offensive end, or is this how it's going to be moving forward? And, you know, yeah. if this is how it is, I still think he's a useful NBA player, like definitely could be a rotation player in a good team, but it changes my assessment, and it's, it's definitely hurt them. Like, you know, teams are just ignoring him, basically. You know, they've played games against yeah. Milwaukee, against Memphis this year, and teams are just loading up, like, to a crazy amount on, on Zion in the paint and just leaving Herb out there and, and he really hasn't been able to make him pay. And it's foreshadowing the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, unquestionably. I mean, like the way Milwaukee Memphis has defended Zion that was pretty effective was, you know, they put like a fire hydrant defender on him, like a Drew Holiday, Dylan Brooks, and they just Quick parked feet. their bigs yeah. in the paint, basically. Yeah. It was kind of how, you know, Philadelphia defended Jokic with, with PJ Tucker and then parked and beat in the paint the other night. Uh -huh. So, you know, they're they're at risk of 
of seeing that in the playoffs if, if they can't get some more shooting around Zion. What's happened with Devontae Graham in in New Orleans? It's it's been rough, man. It's been really, really rough. I mean, I think, you know, he was like this offseason that they went through, he was like option E or F. And yeah. they didn't get a lot of things to work out. Um, I mean, I think the idea was they're coming off the season where Zion had looked really good with the ball in his hands and they were going to try to lean into that, you know, like the point Zion stuff. Mm-hmm. He just hasn't shot the ball as well as he did in Charlotte. And with Devontae, he just doesn't do that many other things well. I mean, a small guard who struggles on defense. I think he makes the play, the right play a lot of the time, but he, he can't get all the way to the rim and finish. I mean, he's just so dependent on shooting the three really well and yeah he hasn't been that guy in new orleans so it's been uh it's been tough for sure yeah i'm not sure if he's necessarily a fit in toronto um we're still figuring out you know what their plan is for scotty barnes do they want him to be like the starting point guard next year i'm sure he wants that is he ready for that and again fred van bleet um if they re-sign him then do you need a Devonte graham because they have I mean, they don't play that much, and I hope that changes. But Donald Banton, Malachi Flynn, um, a few backup point guards that they're hoping emerge as like consistent rotation pieces hasn't materialized yet. Although Delano's been injured for a little bit, and he played last night and did him okay. Um, but then, yeah, outside of that, like I guess to make this trade happen, it probably would have to be uh, Herbert Jones would be involved because if Dyson Daniels is not and Trey Murphy is not, then I would imagine that the Raptors are like, okay, well, Herbert Jones, like he seems like a, a fit for us. Great defensively, great shot blocker, mobile, um, the three-point shot. We'll try and fix it. Yeah, I mean, that's that would be a really interesting conversation. I mean, I, I yeah. have not heard anything from the Pelicans as far as, you know, yes, if it really comes to it, like we'll put them on the board. I mean, mm-hmm. my sense is that, they would be pretty hesitant to do that, even with her struggles shooting the ball this year. I mean, they really value him. Like, I think, yeah. you know, sometimes teams like overrate the the culture stuff. Like, this guy is such a hard worker. Um, but Herb, like, really is that guy. Like, Herb is, you know, like, I, I think, like, everything they want to be in terms of mm-hmm. like, work ethic and, like, being a great teammate and also likes being in New Orleans, which is, uh, you know, not always easy to find, you know, he's from Alabama. Sure. So I, I think they'd be, I don't know. I, I think they'd be pretty hesitant to put Herb in a deal, but OG is a really good player. And and I mean, it, it really fills a need. And like, he's just mm-hmm. kind of like a, like her, but you know, a, a superior player in, in a couple different ways. So sure. That's, that would be a really interesting one. So of the three um, that I mentioned, Trey Murphy Herbert Jones and Dyson Daniels, you'd think her would be the most likely to be traded, but they're still reluctant to do so. Yeah, I, I think that that would be accurate to say. I mean, I think mm-hmm. like right now they're posturing like, uh, we're, we're not going to move any of those three guys. Uh, right. And I don't know if that changes in a week or not. Sure. And then um, you mentioned Jose Alvarado. Just love his style. Yeah, he fits like him and uh, Fred Van Vliet are pretty close, I believe. Um, and uh, he's just made himself like a very serviceable backup point guard, um, which is good. So if he was to be involved in the trade, I guess Garrett Temple would be your backup point guard. I would I would be shocked if they traded Jose. I mean, on such a good contract. And he's just kind of, yeah. like, he's entrenched as this backup point guard. Like he's on such a good deal. Like they're going to be able to resign him to a good deal eventually, I mm. think. I mean, I've... I would be flabbergasted if Jose was any deal. Flabbergasted. Ooh, flabbergasted. Incredible, incredible <laughs> defensive player for a dude yeah. who's five yeah. foot ten. I mean, sure. like 
leads the Pelicans in steals, is second in deflections, like is is the rare sub six foot defensive game changer. Uh-huh. I mean, it's it's crazy how how much bigger he seems on defensive end than he really is. Sure, sure. So damn man, like you're saying, no Jose, no Herb, no Trey, no Dyson Daniels, Jackson Hayes seems someone that the Raptors could get if they wanted him, right? Uh yeah. I mean they're, no, they're definitely it's like trying that. To, it's they're, like they're that. definitely trying to get off of Devontae and Jackson's contracts. I mean, yeah, I I think yeah. like whether whether it's Toronto or somebody else, mm-hmm. like they're they're gonna be really looking hard to get off of those deals, I think. Okay. Um yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, they I think they're just definitely acting like right now, well, we don't want to part with any of our, our young guys around these good sure. deals. Yeah. Um, then you know, maybe maybe that does change, maybe it doesn't. Right. Well, um, so I guess from what I'm gathering, if a deal was to be made with the Pelicans, um, it's gonna involve uh, Jonas Valanciunas uh, or Devontae Graham or Jackson Hayes, one of those three or whatever two of them, depending on how we look at it, and probably the three picks that the Raptors are rumored to be looking for. Yeah, right? I mean, I, I think like, the, you know, like the 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 three picks thing, like, did was the reporting that the Raptors are looking for three picks or that some team offered them three picks? It was a bit of both that the Knicks would be were willing to give three first round picks and that there was a few Raptors uh, reporters who said that the Raptors are reportedly wanting three first round picks for OG. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I think that that conversation is so interesting, too, because it's like, yeah, like a first round pick is so different, you know, depending on how you protect it, too. It's like the Pelicans Mm -hmm. sent out a a first round pick in the CJ McCollum deal last year, but it was it was kind of crap. It was a junk first round pick. In fact, Right. They protected that first round pick twice and it didn't convey. And then they ended up sending out a Milwaukee Bucks 2025 first in that deal that was top four protected. Uh-huh. So it's like the Pelicans have these like blue chip picks, right? I mean, like yeah. the Lakers 24 that can be deferred until 25. Like that, that is a blue chip pick depending on how you protect it. I mean, I think sure. the Bucks 27 or something like that. But yeah, to me, it's it's all yeah, looking in, at the, in the details on that stuff. Wow. I mean, this has been informative. I I was assuming that, I mean, one of them, one of the guys that I have been mentioning would be available in some capacity, but um, I mean, the Pelicans brought them in for a reason and they are uh, talented players, bright futures. So it would probably be hard. I mean, you want to keep your people, right? And that's your depth. I think part of it too is like, if you got OG in the building, there's just there's just like salary cap considerations here. I mean, Zion is going from his rookie deal up to 33 million next year. Mm. You got CJ up up above 30 next year, and you got Brandon Ingram up above 30 next year. Like, I, I would know. be pretty surprised if this team is paying the luxury tax next season. And so, mm-hmm. I think if they they got OG, they would have to shuffle the deck a little bit and get off of some money. Yeah. And so, I think kind of for those reasons, like they're they're just really hesitant about parting ways with these these good young players especially guys like Jose's yeah. making 1.8 million now he's making 1.8 million herbs right around that too it's like yeah you know these guys are so valuable for them just because sure. you've got so much money committed to three guys already and yeah. there has not uh historically been a willingness from ownership to pay the mm-hmm. luxury tax and that's important that's your depth i mean we can talk all about your starting five but any champion has had a two, three, four players they bring in off the bench that can play, you know, serviceable, reliable, very intense minutes. And uh, if those are the players that we're talking about, like that's not a bad thing to have, especially like you said, they're on good deals. Larry Nance, Jr. I mean, I would be shocked if they sent him out. I mean, yeah. he's, he plays like so many minutes right now, like definitely important mm-hmm. voice in that locker room. I, I couldn't see that one. Sure. 
So maybe it's a three-team trade of some sort where the Raptors, I mean, with uh, another team involved, they're getting some rotation assets that they actually are looking for, right? Maybe it's something like that. And I mean, there are other players on the Raptors that they could be trading. There's a Chris Boucher, there's a Thad Young, there's a Kem Birch. Obviously, some of those have more interest um, league-wide than others, but I would imagine that they're going to be looking for some rotation pieces uh, in return. And I mean, if they did just go with three first round picks, which is something of an asking price, at least that's what being reported, then they are kind of going into something of a full blown like rebuild because there aren't very many OG and Anobis out there. And if you're not getting like anything back in terms of rotation pieces for him and you're losing him, I mean, we've seen what their defense has been like the past three, four games. It's been really bad, like really, really bad. Um, they win a few of those if he's in the lineup. So yeah, it would be a, that would be an interesting move. Very interesting. Um, anything else from you? Anything no, you I, I, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, I, like my sense is if it gets done, the, like with the Pelicans, the Raptors, like the Pelicans will have to put like a, a Herb Jones or a Najee Marshall or, mm. you know, maybe even like a Dyson Daniels on the table. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, what, what do you think? Yeah. Like, what do you think a realistic offer from Memphis would be? From Memphis? That's a good question. Um, I have to look at some of their contracts here. Give me a moment. Um, I, I haven't done my Memphis chat yet. And so I want to know, I want to make sure I'm given decent, uh, decent information here. So stand by one second, one second. You're right. I mean, they're in the similar boat that the Raptors are in, right? Um, where they want to maybe make a trade for OG Ananobi, which is great, but they also want to maintain their depth, which is really important when it comes to uh, making sure that you can win playoff games, right? And uh, go far. So they got Jake Laravia. Um, he's been up and down this year, right? I would think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I just don't know. I don't know. I mean... If you're getting a haul of picks and like good young mm. players, I don't know. That's a lot, but it is a seller's market too. I'm, I'm sure, and uh, it's going to be yeah. interesting to see. But that that's a lot. That's yeah. It is. And, and I think yeah. OG's a good player, but it's like, you know, he's not a superstar. Or anything you're getting him for a year and a half, mm -hmm. and then he's going to get really expensive, and you have cap issues coming up already. Well, you already have cap issues actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. I don't know. But yeah, they would be they yeah. would be scared of of. Memphis if they got him. I think that Definitely. would make Memphis really good too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got David Roddy, uh, Jake Laravia, Brennan Clark is his new contract kicks in next season. Zaire Williams, um, Danny Green, if he came back to Toronto, that'd be wild. <laughs> um, Delon Brooks, I guess would be something of a, an upgrade um, in a way, but I, I think they want to keep Delon Brooks around for this run. Um, and Desmond Bain, isn't going anywhere. Xavier Tillman. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it, it's going to come down to probably who wants to, you know, offer up the most intriguing package and uh, both teams are in a phase where they need to also keep their best players, their best rotation players, some of their uh, up and coming talent because they need to, you know, con continue to win. Um, but cap issues are coming up for both teams. Really? I mean, Jaron Jackson, Jr. He's playing, making 27 million John Morant, um, Steven Adams. I don't, I think they need him around, but, at the same time, um, I mean, if Steven Adams, if they were to trade him or maybe Jaron Jackson switches to the five or something like that, it does open up a spot. And now you really do need um, some good point of attack uh, wing stoppers. Um, and maybe they find some other solution for their center position. I'm not sure. Like I'm throwing things out there right now, um, but you're right. I mean, it's going to come down to who wants who wants OG the most. <laughs> 
And for both teams, they don't need OG, but he would certainly be a helpful piece. And then you got the Raptors on the other side saying, we don't need to trade OG, um, at least I mean, as far as I understand, right? They don't need to because he uh, he's under contract until uh, the end of the following season. So I'm curious what happens. It's Last thing be- I've got is one of the yeah. biggest uh, underrated what if for me is the Nuggets, the, the year OG got drafted, yeah. traded back. Um, and they actually passed on Donovan Mitchell, um, basically. But they traded back thinking, oh, we're going to be in position to draft OG on Anova. The only problem was they traded one spot behind the Raptors, and the Raptors drafted him. But just imagine OG playing next to Jokic. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, Aaron Gordon kind of, in yeah. a way. Yeah. Aaron Gordon's yeah. been exceptional there. All right, man. Um, this was a lot of fun. Very informative. Thanks so much. Uh, people can find your work at NOLA.com, and you are the co-host of the From the Wing pod correct you got it yeah thanks for having me on man yeah it was really fun thanks so much mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.